Hello, everyone. Ahlan wa sahlan. 欢迎大家的收听 Welcome to this episode of the podcast series on Sino-Minor Trade and Investment Relations. I'm Min Chao Zhao, head of Belt and Road Research at Arabia Monitor, a London-based research think tank specializing in the economies, geopolitics, and markets of the MENA region. The purpose of this podcast is to give you a quick weekly analysis on notable developments in Sino-MENA relations. Be sure to follow us on social media on this topic. Today is the twentieth of October, and I'm speaking to you from London. A few weeks ago, I was going to tell you more about Aramco's planned investments in China, but things have shifted dramatically ever since. Now, Aramco is putting on hold its multi-billion investments into two refineries in China, most likely due to the low oil price, as the deals were signed. About two years ago, when the oil price was much higher, and Aramco was to supply to the two refineries, we've made some comments on this in our last week's publication, which you are most welcome to request a copy. Overall, in terms of trade volume between China and MENA in this year, now we're deep in Q4. I expect trade to drop by at least thirty percent. Primarily driven down by decreased Chinese exports to MENA, this may take two to three years to recover. Even if, as we have seen this week, Chinese economy grew by nearly five percent in Q3, the low demand and disruptions, etc., remain in place. Something else has happened in October, where, for those of you who follow Chinese politics, would know Mr. Yang Jiechi, who is the top Chinese diplomat. Probably more important than the foreign minister, Mr. Wang Yi himself. So, Mr. Yang Jiechi has made his first overseas visit since COVID, and the countries that he chose were very interesting. All are key BRI countries, so the UAE, Algeria, Serbia, and Sri Lanka. Algeria, of course, we know for the longest time has hosted the largest number of Chinese uh, workers overseas, and the UAE, of course, without me having to go into detail,、uh, the oil relations, trade, tourism, business, etc. So this really underlines Mina's position in BRI. I know some of you have been following project delays that occurred in the past year or so on BRI, but I believe that BRI remains the pillar of China's current foreign policy. As shown in Mr. Yang Jiechi's re- recent visits to those countries, another development I want to bring your attention to in this episode is the TikTok ban in Pakistan. This happened, of course, for all sorts of complicated reasons. But I think explicit content on TikTok is probably a bit too much for the Muslim majority society. This is not the first ban on Chinese social media platforms or games. For example, it has happened in Jordan on a Chinese game because of、uh, explicit content, and、uh, we know that a lot of actually mobile games and social media platforms have been developed specifically for the MENA markets and for the Muslim world, therefore being able to avoid any potential backlash like this one. But for hugely popular platforms like TikTok or other games, it's possible to end up being banned in these societies. I think overall, the success of these new Chinese companies could be interesting to native startups from the MENA region, and、um, potentially they can replicate the success in a more localized manner. 
And、um, these incidents have also pointed out that these Chinese companies will need to be more global-looking with their products, potentially by, for example, launching different versions of their mobile games in different territories, which I'm sure they are doing right now. And this should be done on the deeper understanding of the local cultures and customs. And I have to say that the、uh, the Muslim society cultures and the Arab cultures、um, differ quite a bit from the Chinese culture. So this is definitely an area those companies need to work on themselves. Thank you for tuning in this week, and I'll see you next week. Goodbye.